Last weekend, Ryan and I went to visit our youngest daughter at college for Parents Weekend. It was a great weekend filled with all kinds of awesome, but it's a three and a half hour car ride one way. So I had seven lovely hours of car time with my husband, Ryan, last weekend. So on the way there, I was telling him, I feel like I'm in a funk. And he was like, yeah, I, I don't understand that. What does that mean? Like, what is a funk? And I said, well, it's kind of like I feel stuck, kind of lack motivation. I can't seem to get excited about my workouts or cooking healthy meals. I just, I just feel off. I'm not sleeping great. I feel sluggish. And I look over at him and he's staring at me with this confused look. And he's like, what do you have to be sad about? And I was like, no, 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 you're missing the point. I'm not sad. I'm just not feeling inspired and motivated. He was like, yeah, I, I don't understand. Are you getting your period? And I just laughed. Why is it that man's response to everything is, are you getting your period? I said, no, I'm not getting my period. I just feel like my life is in a funk. Like I'm a little stuck. Yeah, blank stare back. And I get it. Men see the world differently. He wants to solve my problem and I don't want him to solve anything. I just want him to listen to me, encourage and support me. And we have three and a half hours. So I figured, what the heck? I'm going to take advantage of this time to figure out what exactly has me in this funk and more importantly, what I'm going to do about it. And Ryan, well, he was trapped in the car, so he was my sounding board. It was a very interesting conversation. And after I thought about it, I thought, what the heck? I'm sharing this one with you because this one, this is about as real as it gets. Hello, friends. It's Missy, and this is my podcast. This is me at 50. Let's chat about what it looks like and feels like to go from your best life in your 40s to an even better life in your 50s while navigating hormones, perimenopause, and menopause. Let's talk about finding balance over perfection, nourishing your body in the role nutrition plays, healthy movement, who you should surround yourself with and why that matters. Anxiety, hot flashes, concentration, focus, sleep, cooking, relationships, and friends, all the things. This is me at 50. Now, before I move on, I want to make sure you're getting the best information because I love sharing. As a professional health coach, I'm passionate about educating and providing quality information with the goal of creating a healthier community. Be sure to check out the show notes and sign up for my authentic wellness mailing list. This is an awesome resource for recipes, upcoming events, and more great information on ways that you can create that healthy lifestyle that you want. Just click on that link to sign up, or you can also sign up by visiting my website, AuthenticWellness.net. And as a nice bonus, I'll send you an awesome freebie for joining my community of fun. So back to my whole funk thing. So to start the conversation, I needed to explain what I meant by funk to Ryan. So this is how I explained it. I said, a funk is something that starts when someone or something happens that maybe disappoints you. It could be a life event. It could be something with a relationship, lots of things in life, just something that happens that leaves you feeling disappointed or let down, or maybe just a little bit sad. I've had several things this year, 
First, my business is located smack dab in the middle of a Main Street renovation project that literally stopped everything down here. The street has been torn up going on six months, and even though businesses are still open, people are not venturing down. It's like a ghost town. Days are long, and the most noise I hear is construction vehicles tearing up sidewalks or digging holes. The sound of people laughing, being happy, stopping in to visit, to learn about what I offer, all of that went away almost overnight. And it stayed away for six months. I had to stop my fun workshops and classes, and I'm a people person. I love people and their energy. I feed off of it. And all of a sudden, it was gone. Now I transitioned to more online work, which has been fabulous, but it's not the same. I'm a hugger. I want to be in the same room with people, sharing energy and stories and tackling all these healthy lifestyle changes together. So it was a shift and not my favorite one, but there was nothing I could do about it. I just have to ride it out and get to the other side. But also at the same time, my daughter was leaving for college and it was my last summer with her. Now she's our third to leave the nest, so it's not new. But this one was a bit harder for me. I'm excited for her new adventure. She is doing amazing, by the way. But her leaving creates a huge void in my life. It opens up all kinds of time and space that for the past 18 years, she has filled. It made me sad to know that that chapter of my life is coming to a close. Now, we still have Griffin at home, and he is great, but he's like uber independent, and he doesn't really need me very much. So I found myself with all kinds of extra time and a feeling of, what am I going to do now? Everything is shifting, and the things that have brought my life meaning and purpose are changing. And I was stuck in a bit of that sad part. I wasn't quite ready to see the bright side of it all. So as I'm talking, I look over at Ryan and he's just driving and listening, but I can see that he's starting to get it, maybe at least with the Greta part, because he had been feeling the same way. Now, part of me didn't want to share this story, to be honest. Part of me wants to hide it and pretend everything is just fine. But no one is Pollyanna all the time. No one is 100% motivated and game on all the time. But as women, for whatever reason, We put these unrealistic expectations on ourselves. We think we need to act like everything is perfect all the time. Show the world that everything is awesome. No worries. Everything's good over here. Didn't you see my Instagram story? I look happier than I've ever been. Social media has done a real number on making us think that we need to hide the ugly parts of life. That if we don't show it and we don't show signs of weakness, that everybody will think everything is okay. Because if we would show weakness, or if we would show something that maybe wasn't perfect, we might appear less than. But that's not the case. It's okay to be in a funk. I had a collection of little mini things that added up over the past few months that led me to being here and this kind of mucky funk. Going to work to a place I love, doing a thing that I love has looked totally different this summer. Letting my daughter go, being excited about her new chapter, but yeah, 
it pulled on my heartstrings a lot. So this is where I've been sitting for the past few weeks, just kind of stewing. So the first thing I told myself once I realized the spot I was in was that it was okay. I'm human. I have feelings and this is how I'm wired. It's okay. There is nothing wrong with me. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to have emotions that don't show up as uber happy all the time. I showed myself grace and I acknowledged, yeah, the past few months were full of some pretty big emotional drains and challenges. I was kind with myself and I used words that I was used as if I was talking with my daughters or a good friend. There's no shame in my game. I handled things as best I could. But I'm not staying in that funk. That's just not an option. I have things that I want to do that are bigger and better. So I need to get my head straight. I need to make some changes and start moving forward. Life is about living it. And it's way more fun and exciting to start planning new chapters and new adventures and tapping into all of the new what ifs. So as always, I started formulating my comeback plan. How do I leave this funk in the dust? And what's new and exciting in my life that I get to plan? Quick check in with my writing partner, Ryan. He's with me. He understands what I'm saying. And he says, okay, so you you got that all out of your system, right? Are we to the solutions part? Because that's where I can really help you. I'm really good at solutions, he says. Yes, he is. He really is my person and I love it. Yes, Ryan, let's start formulating a plan. So we come up with a checklist, the plan, if you will, of what we need to do to get Missy out of her funk. So the first thing is, no one wants to rock the boat, but maybe it's time you tipped it upside down Freaking tip that boat upside down, get in the water and start making waves. I am not a status quo person. In fact, I actually get annoyed when I have to follow the pack, but it's hard to be different. It's hard to be the voice that is saying something different or the person that is doing something differently, but I'm not everyone else. So why in the world would I show up like everybody else? I'm actually really bad at that. And my face and my facial expressions give me away in a heartbeat when I'm like in a space where I really don't like how things are going. Not not my best quality. But I have to be my own advocate and I have to show up for me, speak my truth. As my personal trainer always says, you do you. And she's right. I can't be afraid to do things just because I'm worried about looking different or doing something that other people are not doing or maybe that. Even worse, what if other people don't like what I do? That can't stop me. All of a sudden, I realized what an incredible opportunity I have to reignite my business. I've been at this for five years now, and I've fallen into patterns and programs that I know are proven. They work, and they are awesome. But when was the last time I injected some new, fun energy into my job, my business, my passion? What an incredible opportunity I have. There's going to be all kinds of cool things happening with the road reopening, bands, business celebrations, tree lighting, a wine walk, so many cool things. What an incredible opportunity for me to reset and re-energize. All of a sudden, I started getting excited. 
I don't want to reopen with all the same old, same old and show up, you know, as I always did. I want to show up with flair and fun and energy and excitement around a healthy lifestyle. That's my passion. And I'm so stinking excited about it. And it's fun. Friends, I planned a facelift in my shop. And I have a list of new fun products to showcase. I've started coming up with the most amazing holiday events. I'm so flipping excited. Sometimes we need to leap out of the boat, dive into the water, and start making waves. Number two, the six-second hug. I have been missing connection. The people that support my business, the clients that I get to work with, the awesome folks that attend my workshops and classes, my family, oh, my family, they fill my cup. They bring me joy. Connection is a really important piece of me, and it's been severely lacking. So here's a raw and very personal story that speaks to connection. And it's timely because Ryan and I are finding ourselves with lots of time together these days with all of the kids leaving. We're having to reconnect and remember what it feels like to be a couple, not people that are running ragged, trying to make sure the kids that are all of their activities and their bellies are full and everyone is in one piece at the end of the day. We have to remember what it feels like to be a couple. Several years ago, my husband and I were going through a rough patch. We were struggling to communicate and feeling very disconnected. It was rough. It was just shy of our 15-year wedding anniversary. Now, he's my person, but I felt like we were moving in different directions, and it was tearing me up inside. One day, I came home from work, and Ryan was in the kitchen, and he motions me over to me, says, come here. Come here, bring it in, bring it in. Arms wide open, asking me to bring it in for a hug. I didn't want to. I didn't like him very much at the time, and I really didn't want to hug him. But he wasn't budging. Arms wide open, he says again, bring it in, bring it. Come on now. So I go in for the hug, and he wraps his arms around me, and he hugs me. I pat him on the back really quick and I go to push away, but he won't let me. He says, nope, we're doing this for six seconds. Six seconds? Oh my gosh. Like, why so long? I have to make dinner. I have to check the kids' homework. I don't have time for this. He says, Missy, six seconds. And he counts slowly to six. I'm like, okay, are we done yet? And I go about my business of the night. The next day I come home from work. He's in the kitchen waiting for me again. Bring it in, he says. Six seconds. I let out a huge disgruntled breath. He obviously does not have any idea how long my to-do list is and all of the things that I need to accomplish before I get to go to bed tonight. Bring it in, Missy. Six seconds. I move in for the hug, and he wraps his arms around me, and slowly he counts to six. Now I tell myself secretly, It feels kind of nice, but no way I'm letting him know that. The next morning, he's waiting for me in the living room. Bring it, Missy. Six seconds. And we hug. Now, this goes on for about a week, multiple times a day, six-second hugs. And I notice each day I'm actually starting to look forward to the six-second hug. 
In fact, by the end of the first week, no one's counting anymore. We're just hugging. Probably 20 to 30 seconds. It feels really nice. It feels safe. It feels like home. And we start down a path of learning how to slow down and reconnect. I asked him, where in the world did the six-second hug come from? And he told me he was searching for something to help us. And he came across a book. He loves audiobooks. So he got this book and it's called How to Improve Your Marriage Without Talking About It. It's by Patricia Love and Stephen Stosny. It was a book written for men on how to communicate, understand, and connect with their spouse. That six-second hug saved our marriage. We were in a funk. We had lost our connection. Our hearts that were supposed to be full of love had emptied out over the years. Best thing for a funk? Find someone you love and bring it in for the six-second hug to fill your cup back up with love. Number three, places and spaces really matter. I can't think of anything much worse than when you're trying really hard to do something that you decide you really want to do and you start to seek validation from someone or some group of people that aren't aligned with your values and ideas. They are never going to be what you want them to be or say what you want them to say. Not because they don't like you. It's just they aren't your people. So stop trying to get them to tell you that what you're doing is right or validate your efforts. You're going to come up short every time. You want validation and support? Surround yourself with the people that are going to lift you up and remind you of all of the reasons and the ways that you are phenomenal. Stop wasting energy and setting yourself up for disappointment by looking for that validation from people that will never give you what you're looking for. It's that simple. Where are the places you are showing up? Are they your people? Do they get you? Do they care that you're there? Do you feel welcome when you walk into the space? Do you feel important? Do you feel valued? Do you feel like they see you? That's a big one for me. I need to be seen. Although I appear very extroverted, I am quite introverted. So it's very hard for me to walk into places and spaces that are intimidating or uncomfortable for me. So I needed to do an inventory of where and who I've been spending my time with. Are these places and spaces and people that want the best for me? Would they miss me if I wasn't there? The older I get, the more I value where I put my energy and who I share my space with. I needed to do an inventory of the places and the spaces and the people. And I did. And some of them, I'm letting go. They aren't supporting where I need to go, although they might have been supporting me in the past. It's time for me to let them go. So evaluating where I'm spending my time and who I'm spending my time with is shifting. And that shift is helping me to turn back into the direction of moving forward because that's where I'm going. Number four, focus on what's ahead of you and stop wallowing in what's behind you. 
One of the fastest ways to get out of a funk, set a goal and start working towards achieving it. You all know I love my goals. Challenge yourself to set a goal that is bigger and it's a better version of you. Level up, my friend. I am not a fan of wallowing. It gets old really fast and in no way helps anything. Replaying over and over disappointments and failures only leads to disappointment and failure and a disappointed and failed mindset. That is not a recipe for getting out of a funk. So I recently took up knitting. Yeah, knitting. I know. I want to learn how to make one of those cool chunky blankets. And so I thought it'd be really cool to take a knitting class. And then I thought, well, oh my gosh, I can make everyone's Christmas presents this year. So I signed up for a knitting class with a friend. I'm going with Danielle, who is one of my friends who is a seasoned veteran of knitting. She gets to work on the advanced projects like the yoga mat case while I'm over here learning how to make a little square washcloth. And then next I get to move on to a hat. But there is no shame in my game. I am making the best darn washcloth anyone has ever seen. But there was a little bit of a problem. I'm really bad at knitting. Like, actually, I'm terrible at it. The first class, I just couldn't get it. It wasn't making sense to me. And I'm smart. What in the world is going on? I tried to understand. And then we had to take our projects home and finish them and bring them back to the second class. Yeah, I bombed. I couldn't get it. I even YouTubed knitting a washcloth. Yes, there are actually a whole bunch out there, uh, YouTube videos on how to do it, but I still couldn't get it. So the second class, I had to go back with my tail between my legs and tell the instructor I didn't get it. I couldn't finish my project. I was embarrassed. You know what she said? Oh, that's no problem. Well, there's another technique I can show you. Knitting is actually all about how your brain works. And some people, they can do one method while other people, they need a different method that works better because that's how your brain works. What? So she shows me this wrap method and I literally took off with my knitting, like mad knitting skills. So much so that she ended up teaching me a whole new technique. And now, not only do I have my mad wrapping knitting skills during the same lesson, I also learned how to do another technique. Lesson. I went into the second lesson feeling like an epic knitting failure. I was focusing on what I couldn't do. Something that looked so easy was seriously kicking my butt. Who knew there was another technique? Who knew that everything would click as soon as the instructor showed me a different way? The instructor did. I could have given up. I could have said, screw this crazy idea, but I didn't. I went back. I told her my struggle and she set me straight and we moved forward. Now, I can't wait to give everybody their presents this December. They are going to have the coolest washcloths ever. So the last one comes from one of my besties and I love it. She might also be the knitting genius currently working on the really cool yoga mat case. Hers is short and sweet and to the point. She says when you're struggling with something, this is what she does. She writes it down on a piece of paper, in a journal, or on a post-it note. She writes it down. She says it out loud, speaks her truth, and then she crumbles up that piece of paper and she tosses it in the trash. Literally taking that negative thought that's at the root of the funk, acknowledging it, writing it out, saying it out loud, but then crumpling it up and tossing it out, releasing it and letting it go. 
Do this as many days in a row as you need with the goal of no longer carrying it. Life is hard. Learn to let that shit go. So there you have it. Funks happen. It's okay. It's a part of life. The goal is to move yourself forward, past it. Accept all the things that led to the funk, learn from it, and then move forward with life. Dive in that water and make some waves. Prioritize connection and calm and filling your cup with love and joy. Redefine your places and spaces. Show up for you. Make a plan to start moving forward. The past is there to teach you lessons. The future is where you're meant to go. And remember, let that shit go. Acknowledge the hurt, the frustrations, whatever it is. Acknowledge it and then crumble it up and toss it out. You've got bigger and better things to do. And that's a wrap, my friends. I hope this episode was helpful for you. If you liked what you heard, I would really appreciate it if you sent it to a friend or shared on your social media. If you think there's something in here that might be helpful for someone else, be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I'd love for you to leave a positive review and rating. Until next time, my friend, I wish you all the best that life has to offer. Make it a great day.